0: Wives is a true crime podcast. Some of the content on this show might be too graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys and welcome to Crime Wives. I'm your host Veronica and I'm your host Destiny. And this time it actually has been a while for everyone involved. For
1: everybody. (laughs) Like there was the two-parter and then we took a week off. Uh Uh-huh. And now Did we take
0: we do- two weeks off? Because we did a two-parter. So technically, we took two... Oh, you mean... Oh, you mean today. Yeah, <laughs> just for them. They only had a week off. But we took two weeks we've off. We've been out the game.
1: I literally sat down and I was like, I don't know what to say.
0: I, I don't even know how to do this. I was like, how do I start these? What type, type,
1: conversation?
0: Type. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've got eyes? like... We're in the same place as usual, people. But... We have an actual table, not a foosball table
1: with a table on top
0: <laughs> that is still present, <laughs> but staring at us we're right just now? we're just not on it, yeah.
1: We actually have a table set up now, thanks yeah. to the husband,
0: yeah, thanks, husband. Good looking out' cause, uh. This is nice. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a lot more comfortable. It I feels
0: yeah, it feels professional, even though there's still a four loco sign here.
1: Just staring us dead in the face. It's also
0: upside down. I don't know. Does that change? Alex four loco faded when i put it over there. <laughs> it makes it like, more <laughs> loco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yikes. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess before we get into all the things we have to talk about, because we've been gone for so long. Um, we wanted to ask if you could do us a huge favor, and whatever you're listening to us on right now, just go inside of that podcast and rate us. Review us. Uh, we, I, I feel like I saw a new review that appeared in December that was so sweet. I don't necessarily know the person's name because I didn't write it down. No, because the name says,
1: <laughs> It's like H, it's just a bunch of letters. Yeah, but, but
0: they, all sweet. of those letters, whoever you are, thank you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate it. You can, anybody can write and review us with whatever your name is.
0: Yeah, you, you can put a bunch of zeros and we're still going to tell you thank you for doing that. That was so sweet. It's so yes. nice to see so many nice things like that but that's why we're
1: not using your name is what we're telling you yeah
0: so because we don't know you all i know is that we got a new review in december so if you took the time to review us in december thank you thank you thank you If you took the time
1: to review us at all
0: also thank you, you thank you thank you and that's what we're here to ask you to do right now if you don't want to talk about us that's fine can you give us some stars that's helpful and then, if you haven't um, already, please also give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, preferably Instagram because that's where we are most of the time, at Crime Wives Podcast, And if you would like to connect with us and send us stuff that you would like to hear about or talk about, or if you just want to talk to us, Crime Wives Podcast at gmail.com. And then, before we talk about ourselves, because we're going to talk about ourselves, if you're here to hear crimey stuff, the next 10 minutes you're not going to hear crimey stuff uh, it's going to be very not crimey stuff because the holidays <laughs> just took place so just fast forward 10 minutes you'll hear that boom music that's not what it sounds like it's more like <laughs>
1: ba-doop, ba-doop. Yeah, some kind something like
0: that <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you'll hear us talk about crimey stuff also though like we talk about crimey stuff, but we still put in some stories, so not sorry. And by we, all. I usually mean me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not
0: wrong. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah. It. So, yeah. Um, what are you doing this week? What have you done? <laughs> Where have you been? Where have I been? What have Wait I done? Wait a second. Our last... Thing, our last show was when you announced that you're pregnant. So, yeah. so many things have happened since then.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of things. Like, I did announce it on social media, yes. and Ronica did text me and say, "Are you gonna announce it?" Because we announced it on our podcast, and I literally told Alex, I was like, "And I, I my plan was to do it because." Yeah, I was going to do I mean, it, but I told
0: Alex, I was like, I have to. We have to be public. I know the day, it was like the day before the podcast came out and I was like getting ready to write my stuff or whatever about the, you know, cause I'm the one who does most of the, our new episode is out today on social media. So I was like, oh crap destiny has not put anything i'm like all right it's time you said it on the podcast are you going to announce that you're pregnant through our podcast only like (laughs) half of our friends will know and half of them will be like what are you talking about yeah so so, i mean i announced it
1: i put it on social media it's everywhere um it, it, it was i mean it's great i've had like a lot of people be like oh my god So happy for you.
0: Yes. When did it
1: happen? I'm like,
0: (laughs) very fast. Well, I got married and then I got pregnant. Bye. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Very quickly. (laughs)
1: Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's been exciting. We've had a doctor's appointment since then. Uh Um, We find out what we're having at the end of the month. So that's super exciting. Yes. Um, I think we're actually finding out. Well, yeah, we're finding out and then we're going to find out like in the room together. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, like, tell our family that I think the next – we're just going to take a day to, like – process absorb it together mm-hmm. um and then we're gonna tell our family and then at the we're doing like a small Super Bowl party
0: you're mm-hmm. invited oh am I um, did I just not get invited but, right now <laughs> Super Bowl's not for a month yeah okay. it's, it's fine and we needed to recover from the Patriots loss oh. before we
1: could be invited to any party so I, thanks. <laughs> yeah so Travis has a little time honestly when Jake we're in a group chat with our friends and one of our friends like called out to the Patriots lost <laughs> and how he's excited and I was mad because I was with Alex's family and I was
0: like secretly like yeah I hope the Patriots win mm-hmm. but they were all like I hope the Patriots lose like very adamant yeah. on that a lot of people were that's what it's like to be married to someone that way usually you have to secretly cheer for the Patriots because everyone hates the Patriots <laughs> yeah, and you're like oh yeah um
1: so but then when he <laughs> sent that message and it was dogging on the Patriots I was more mad for your husband yeah, yeah. I was like how yeah. dare you
0: <laughs> <laughs> Travis that's it's literally birthday what... <laughs> week he sent <laughs> a mean gif or meme in our group chat and then destiny's response was a like a gif that was like how dare you and i was like look at destiny's here for you he's still nothing for a while just silent he's just like i'm crying yeah on the outside oh man i was so sad for him yeah yeah i mean yeah. yeah it was well and i was like jake the Patriots just
1: lost. It's his birthday week. You can't talk about this for at least a month. Like, <laughs> give it some time, bro.
0: If this anyone's going to just put
1: salt right on your wound, it's going to be Jake. And it 100% is. And it's not. And then you're going to get really upset and he's going to be like, I didn't mean to. I'm so to, sorry. I didn't
0: mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Then what did well. you mean to do here, <laughs> Jake? Mm-hmm. You thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, there's <laughs> our rant about. Our friend, you go know, from yay, I'm pregnant, to Jake's gifts in our group text. <laughs> yeah, he gets
1: people. People get mad at him a lot. We'll just say that. Yeah, um, he's a nice boy, but mostly people are mad at him. <laughs> if you see his face, you'll understand. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's Ooh. your face, Jake. Everybody's I like, really hope he doesn't listen to gonna this. We are not going to be friends with you. <laughs> yeah. You guys are awful to your friends. We are. Um, we really yeah. are. But, I mean, it's
0: a mutual thing.
1: We're um, all mean to each other.
0: I have... I will not even bring up the <laughs> eyebrow that were that were sent in the group chat that... I happen to have to fill in half of my eyebrows and all of my friends that I love are the only people that know and have seen me without eyebrows. Not anymore, you just told a podcast. I said that seen, have seen me. <laughs> you people True. that I love are the only people that have seen me when I look like a little Rottweiler. <laughs> and I got called out in the group text because that's what kind of friends we are.
1: It's, yeah, everybody called <laughs> me out for being very aggressive. Oh, surprise. For like, there was like Gift after gift after
0: gift. for and was like, all for all I of our friends you for all of our friends that are listening today i needed to be known that destiny in her living room today said i had no idea i was so what was intimidating <laughs> let's just take a moment to let that all sink in for anyone who knows destiny personally <laughs> she said she had no idea she at was so intimidating i was innocent okay <laughs> at least i didn't know what my personality what might be was. the
1: problem <laughs> Maybe it's all changing now. Oh, Maybe going will be like as no. sweet as a peach, okay?
0: No, I feel like you might take over the world now, so. <laughs> I am now a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I almost went <laughs> a little too far
1: with this. But <laughs> let's just change the setup. So let's wheel it back in. So I'm pregnant. Yay. I'm Yay. excited finding out what it is. Um, life's been good. Obviously, we have a
0: new setup because I'm trying to purge my
1: mother effing house right now. Because
0: you're gonna have a baby, and yeah. that's just what our brains do. Even before you just are like, oh, I should make space for a new human to live here. I guess someone's moving in, so. I but then I'm also like, but I have a
1: while, and then I'm like,
0: mm. I just get this urge. And yeah, I'm like, I need. I'm going to burn the house down. We're starting (laughs) over. Let's start fresh. (laughs) Let's start with ashes. Just sprinkle them everywhere. (laughs) And so this is
1: the, this is our. And you
0: live in a duplex. Your neighbors are like, what? Why? (laughs) they are probably
1: listening through the garage right now. And they're like, okay.
0: Okay. She's going
1: to, we need to call the police. She's about to light this place on fire. There's too much stuff
0: that I like in this house. Like Alex is here. Oh right, right. Well, you he could stand outside. I mean, you're here. I'm here currently, so please don't blow, the blow eye. I meant to say burn, but I'm staring at your leaf blower and I can't stop making eye contact
1: with it. <laughs> Dude, it's literally
0: like I can see down the. She has of a it. huge leaf blower in her garage pointing at her, and I just keep imagining it's about to turn on and then blow my hair in the yeah. wind it's yeah. gonna be great i don't imagine that or happening. it's just gonna <laughs> my head is gonna hit the wall yeah that's it's what, what i deal. yeah
1: so on that note because we don't know how to stay on topic no. what are you doing this week
0: um, or have you been
1: doing this last week all and... of the
0: weeks mm-hmm. well um let's start with uh my son got really sick <laughs> for yeah christmas and it was uh that he got one of those awful flus that everyone had and um i didn't realize those flu took him out whatever um he didn't get anyone else sick so good on me right um after that happened though uh he turned oh also my son turned five (laughs) so yeah 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 so he turned five gets this awful flu that had him out for two weeks and while he was, you know, when you're, when you don't feel good, you're, un, you know, you're kind of grumpy. And when five-year-olds don't feel good, they also, um, not only are they cranky, but they are kind of mean in a way that's hilarious, but oh. sad. <laughs> so And I can't even imagine him being like that. Yeah, no, it was, and, and, like, the more sick he was, the more I kept going, oh, he's not himself. Like, I just, it was, my mom guts were just so unwell. I was, that's probably the most stressed I've ever been when he's ever been sick because he had really high fevers and the one, the night before we almost took him to the emergency room, he had a doctor's appointment the next morning and I, at the very end of it, decided not to take him to the emergency room and um, next morning they were like, oh yeah, he has an infection now. So whatever he had was actually pretty short-lived. It had turned into an infection and the day we gave him antibiotics, I mean like, within hours and maybe this is just my brain being weird but he's been on antibiotics multiple times before this Mm -hmm. it was like boom lincoln's back and not only is lincoln back but lincoln's also five now so he's different (laughs) and he was like and i i think he he i know he kept overhearing me going my little happy guy is gone because he's just a happy little kid and i was like i kept saying it like even to the doctor i was like i just he's here because my little happy guy's gone and um the day it was like he had had antibiotics i'm gonna say about five hours later he had taken a nap and um his fever comp- was gone from that moment wow. on didn't come back and so i was like oh, yes he has an infection but he was dancing in front of the tv and he looked over at me he goes mom you're happy guys back i like fine. yes i like had to stay on the couch and not run over and hug him because i was like no keep it together so <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah i'm like he is i'm so happy so, he got through that, thank the freaking Lord, because it was stressful. Yeah, I, but well, I saw your, like, pictures and everything with that, and it was yeah. like,
1: oh my God. Yeah, he was very
0: sick. Poor little boy. And he was, basically, they, I know that what, the hospitalization was coming if he would not have gotten better, because of how young he is, how little know. he is, and yeah. I knew that that I mean, was... yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I... Which is terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. So, um, he got better, and then, um... He got better around, like, the first of the year, so we had – it was, like, right after – yeah, right around the first year. So we, um, he's, he's finally, all of the gifts that he opened for Christmas, he was too sick to op- like, take them out of boxes uh-huh. or anything, and his room is a disaster now, because it was just, like, boxes and boxes of things. Because now he's enjoying all the gifts. And Now he's opening them. He also, he got a hamster for Christmas, oh, and, yeah. um, he was too sick to, like, play with it or see it or anything like that, and so Rocket is our new family member, and, um, I might love Rocket the most of all of them. Really? I freaking love that hamster. It's so. It'll come to my little hand if I give it food and it won't be. they No, it, it cleans itself. I did, however, I did get hamster pee on me last night, is what I was trying to say, is that I cleaned the cage out, got hamster pee on myself on accident. It wasn't on purpose. I mean, at least it's probably not that much. No, it was just a little tiny puddle, but it, I was like, ew, there's a thing I'd not. I thought I'd go my whole life without saying I got hamster pee on my pants. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. You're like, this is it different. Was but... Weird and also gross. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we uh, also, the end of this week, as you've mentioned, is um, my husband's 30th birthday. Yay. And, yes. And he, unlike me, I, for whatever reason, I'm, I know, I just age is inevitable. There's literally nothing you can do about it. You're going to age. I hate the idea of it too, but it doesn't like depress me yeah. and i'm pretty sure he's trying really hard not to be depressed because he is a big old baby as oh. we all know he just wants to be a kid forever i mean yeah and yeah so you
1: are how old you act travis and trust me yes. you're still a kid we're fine you're
0: gonna be a 12 year old forever trust me <laughs> trust me so um i'm excited because we both get to turn oh my god i almost just said 50 <laughs> we whoa <laughs> jump of the gun there we both get to turn 30 to get like All of the years that, like, I turned 30 this year as well, Mm -hmm. he always gets to do it before me so we can talk about it later and be like, all right, how's it feel?
1: (laughs) How you feeling, old man? He's like, great, old woman. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. So all of our monumental years and stuff, it's kind of fun that we get to do them together. That's nice. Yeah, that's great otherwise um yeah he's turning 30 we're gonna be going out for his birthday and it sounds like everyone's coming so that's gonna be a fun yeah, time
1: it'll be a blast i'm yeah. excited it'll be a lot of fun
0: you know i love mcminimum's tots yeah it'd be nice if i can drink but oh right right oh fun. yeah i'll have all the tots now we can finally talk about why you can't drink that's great yeah it's depressing oh i mean and i will you know, bring sorry. it up
1: every podcast
0: please do. i miss wine yeah beer there's a reason I'm still not drinking it. Tequila, whiskey, vodka. Oh my god, I miss tequila. I miss tequila That's how you too. know that I miss outfalls. <laughs> I, I miss freak. tequila But <laughs> When day. Destiny says she misses tequila, she just misses alcohol. She just misses alcohol. I called Alex yesterday and I was like,
1: "I just want a drink of a beer."
0: No, no. <laughs> no. was no. like, "Well, sorry. You have the gender brand, right? of something in there that yeah. you got to find out you about." You got a baby. Yeah, just so, got pooping out while
1: he's chugging back a tasty beer. He's like, "Okay." Weow, weow, weow. Hi, this is a true crime podcast. <laughs> just yes. in case you guys didn't know. Yeah. Also, you guys hear sirens around this oh. on our podcast a lot. Yeah, like I feel like every we fucking live in Compton now. Um, yeah, um, so Alex is sitting here just talking to me about how I can't have beer while he's just slamming back a great one. So. Oh,
0: yeah. But
1: it's okay. Man. You know? It's all worth it.
0: I, and... I will never forget being like six or seven months pregnant and at a wedding and being Travis's DD. And we lived on the third floor of a three-story apartment. And I had to walk him up to the house. He was hammer time. At one point, I walked into the house, looked out the window, and saw that he had put one foot out of the car. And then he sat there for like 20 minutes. And I was like, I have to pregnant lady him upstairs. What am I going to do? And I just... Just got him out. push him up. He fell over a few times. Three flights stairs Oh my God. I never let him forget that anytime I'm like a little bit, a little bit like, I need a ride, which is all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. You're
1: like, you know what? I had to do this for nine months. You have to do this for the
0: rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: So, yeah. So anyways. I'm sure that's going to be where we're at. I'm going to be like. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. Um, guess what? You got to live with it. For blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's going to be me. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for Travis's birthday. It's going to be a blast.
0: It's going to be a fun time. Sober, and...
1: not sober. Travis is always fun, so it'll be great.
0: Yes. Exactly. And all of
1: our friends. All it'll of be our fun. friends. He's turning he... the
0: big 3 Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good time. I'm stoked about it. Now that we've gone 20 minutes into our intro. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Dude, guys, we've been gone for a while, so... Hi, welcome back. Let's talk about crimey stuff. Now you can hear the song. Okay, so what are you talking about
1: this week? Okay. So um, today I'm going to be talking
0: about Richard Samuel Mikroski. Whoa, I feel like that would be a last name I would remember, and I don't. Mikroski. Oh, wait a second. I forgot to tell everyone that if they haven't yet, they need to go listen, wait, watch, don't fuck with cats. There. Yeah, she it. texted Do me it. and
1: she's like, I don't know if you've seen this,
0: but you need to see this. I have not seen it. I still haven't seen it, but I will see it. I was going to put it in the intro. Sorry that I didn't. Sorry if, that I'm still talking about things. But it is anyone that likes what we like and is here listening to this, however... Trigger warning, there is some animal violence in it, so I fast-forwarded through some of it because I couldn't stomach it. It's fine. You don't actually, eat Kennedy. It. Okay. It's stressful. Just think It's up. stressful <laughs> AF. However, it's one of the best crime, like the end, and I'm like, how the hell have I not heard of this? My, it's forever. It happened in 2012. So like. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. We'll check it out. So watch it, and then other people watch it, and then we come back, I'm gonna be like, have you watched it yet? And Let like, us know what you think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Okay. And if you want to spoil it, and then it's just my fault because I didn't watch it. Yeah, because eventually I truly want to cover it on this, ep- like, on I think this you show. should. Yeah. I think you should. So, like, if you guys could just go watch it, or don't, and I'll surprise you, and then you can watch it afterwards. But you have to because I want you to s- hear me. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will definitely
1: go do it. Okay. Okay. So, t- today I'm talking about Richard Samuel McCroskey. So, Richard <laughs> was born December 26, 1988. He grew up in Hayward, California. Um, and then ended up moving to Castro Valley, California, which is right around the San Francisco area, for anyone that doesn't know. Mm-hmm. In high school, his family described him as someone who was sweet, had good manners, and was pretty relaxed. But also, guess what? We're talking about him here, so let's see what happens. So so people at school described him as a loner mm. um, and said he was frequently made fun of for having red hair.
0: Which, rude. Oh, rude. The think, redheads are so cute. I love me some redheads. Me too. I um, feel like this is not the first time we've both said that in this podcast. We love redheads. Not, not ashamed.
1: No. Um, specifically, you rock your red
0: hair. Specifically Ron Weasley. Moving on. Ugh, that's, that makes like... one of
1: us. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> for having red hair and being a little overweight. Um, so, and eventually that assisted in him actually dropping out of high school mm-hmm. and he actually dropped out of high school twice
0: oh my so gosh he dropped so, out of one high
1: school went back to a different school and got bullied there as well and dropped out again oh that's awful yeah so this is when he got into graphic designing and became an amateur horror horror-core? Oh. <laughs> core rapper horror core horror 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 okay horror core horror i'm thinking core. like a uh, horror obviously
0: Horror-er. and then like hardcore
1: so horrorcore rapper
0: Oh, they should have given it a different name for sure.
1: Yeah, but it stresses me out. It I read that and I was like, horror, a
0: "Horror rapper?" Is that like a
1: rap version of screamo? So basically,
0: or a like, rapper that uh, raps uh,
1: of horrific things that happen. Oh, or horrific horrific things that it's rapping. Yeah, of horrific things. We'll just say that's
0: that. a. I'm. I, this is the first. I was today years old when I learned that that is a genre, and I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and pass. Yeah, moving <laughs> on. Swipe.
1: Right,
0: <laughs> swipe left. I don't. I don't know. i have never used to dating. Swipe away.
1: I... <laughs> swipe away. That's not my way. Yeah, click um, X. That's what I would do. Just yeah. X right out of that. Red, no green. <laughs> um. So his rapper name was none other than Psycho Sam. Oh, okay, cool. During this time, um, Richard started an online relationship. So he started a relationship with this girl, Emma uh, Niederbrock. Emma was described as a smart, beautiful girl. Um, who ended up, she ended up, she was like, schooled in like regular public school. Mm-hmm. Then she ended up going into homeschooling.
0: Okay.
1: Very close with her parents. Um, She, so smart and beautiful. She had more of a goth style and they met through these horrorcore... Uh-huh. Just um, had an interesting taste yeah, in music. Yeah, this is the time of MySpace. Mm-hmm. So this is in 2009. This is when um,
0: music was getting real um, experimental. Well, and you remember just MySpace page layouts, things like that. Like, a lot of Hello. this, like,
1: references their MySpace pages and how they're talking on their MySpace pages, ah. it's
0: like, the good old days. This is how, this is how the, how we present ourselves online began.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so, like, there's all these chat rooms with people meeting each other, things like that. Mm-hmm. So this they end up meeting um, in a chat group about horrorcore. Okay. So the relationship with Emma sprouted, and after about a year, the couple decided that they were going to meet in real life. Oh. Okay.
0: Yay! I'm worried. <laughs> I'm just, um, just nodding so and smiling, but I'm worried. She
1: yeah. She lived in Virginia. He lived in um, California. So metal right, online, right. they're like, let's meet in real life. And they're like, okay, we're going to do it. Feels bad, but okay. Um, and she was 16. So their plan was to meet for a horrorcore event. Um, and Emma's parents, Deborah Kelly, who was a college professor, and then her estranged husband, Mark Niederbrock, um, who was a reverend. Oh, no. Decided that they would help Emma in getting to and from the event that was located in Michigan. Um, and they wanted to kind of be around when she first met Richard.
0: Because mm-hmm. he was, and he was I, I mean, 20. Yeah, I was wondering where they came into play. It sounds like they're both really, I would assume, level-headed people, and their daughter's online talking to a 20-year-old. Yeah. And then and he's so, like, we just want
1: to be there. And, yeah, and I mean, I imagine some parents are a little more lenient when there's... Did they know his age? They might not have, ah, but mm-hmm. they also might have. I mean, he's Weird. flying across the U.S. Yeah. to come and visit a girl, but I think that they, it was said that they didn't really want to, they are like, she's a young girl, she's going to kind of dabble in different genres, different mm-hmm. things that she's interested in, we don't want to push her and then make her rebellious kind mm-hmm. of thing, so they were kind of like, glow with the flow, it sounded like they really trusted her. Just let, yeah, just were trying to let her be. Yes, okay. so, and they wanted, to, they made sure that they were around when they met Richard, mm-hmm. or when she met Richard for the first time, and they were actually staying at her mom's house because um, she was still sixteen, right, so. right? That is the part where I'm like, but she's only but she's sixteen. Yeah. So in addition, Emma also invited her friend Melanie Wells, um, to join in going to this event. It was it was a
0: concert that I okay. ended up going to, and it's a horror core concert. concert. Okay,
1: yep. lots Rawr. of yeah. That's what
0: I think of. I mean, I don't want to know don't about offend it. anybody
1: if you're into horror core.
0: Yeah, but I'd absolutely not trying to offend anyone for sure. But. I will, I keep saying I don't want to know about it, you know I'm going to go home and YouTube this You're now. are like,
1: I'm scared And cry
0: yeah. to myself. You're like, also I'm scared. Yeah, I am <laughs> Which very I'm gonna.
1: I'm going to just be honest, knowing about what's going to, everything, uh-huh. it's just not my thing.
0: Right, but I can't knock it until I rock it, <laughs> if you. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> A
1: dad joke of the century. No, shut up. <laughs> that is what I am known for. That is my
0: dad jokes. Um, okay.
1: So Ooh. Melanie, their friend that, or that she also invited, she actually came from um, out of state too. So, oh. So they're all
0: just coming in. It yeah. seems casual. Let's go to a show together. And it's, I'm it,
1: guessing it's a very big concert that they're just super excited for. Um. So Richard flew into the Richmond airport in Virginia where he was greeted by Emma and her mom. Richard was excited to meet Emma. I mean, they'd been dating basically online for over a year, Mm -hmm. and she was exactly what what he wanted. He was like, she's just like this hardcore, like super cool, down-to-earth chick.
0: Goth chick Um, whose parents are a reverend and a professor. professor. Yes. (laughs) This is everything I want in a girl. (laughs) But I mean, he was like,
1: basically what it sounds like is at first he was like, this is love at first sight. Uh-huh. But Emma's picture of what Richard would be like was a little different.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if she, if like maybe he was selling himself differently on MySpace. So yeah, he like was going by his persona, Psycho Sam. Oh, right, um, right. And he, I mean,
1: like that is pretty upfront.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he <laughs> had name. like a
1: really rough, like horrorcore rapper persona that she was super into.
0: Oh, she was like, I like this. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, she was. They met on the group chats. Like they were into the same things. Mm-hmm. But. He, like, really just played himself off as, like, a badass. But he was actually, it, like his family said, he was pretty sweet, caring, um, a little needy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the as, opposite um, of what he was trying yeah. to be. So we had, like,
1: this outside, this is what I look like. But inside, I'm like, hey, love you. Look at me.
0: <laughs> You're, I, using myself as an example. <laughs> just, like, frightening. <laughs> love you. <laughs> yes. Come home with me. I was going to go ahead and state that's why social media is a thing you shouldn't believe or base people off of but instead you used yourself as an example that on the outside you're sweet and she fluttered her eyelashes at me but i'm really aggro so Yeah, come back and she just learned that today i
1: always thought i was so sweet maybe he thought like i did you like know? you maybe. can definitely be sweet so that's good but maybe he thought like i did like he just didn't
0: understand that you're psycho sam on the outside <laughs> wait Shoot! No, you're psycho Sam on the inside, <laughs> and I'm sweet. And I'm changing Richard your name in my context
1: <laughs> I will fucking kill you. Literally. Oh god, I can't I wait. psycho I was you. like, wait
0: a second.
1: <laughs> okay, so anyways, so Emma was like, not about this. She
0: was like, oh, like I thought you were this aggro, like aggressive, Super hardcore. hardcore. She's like, Bra, guy. I already have enough niceness in my life. Have you met my parents? I want hardcore.
1: <laughs> Where's my hardcore? <laughs> He's like, whoops, left it in California. Sorry. Let me go back and get it. <laughs> um, so she ended up telling her friend like that he was too clingy and just not what she expected. Mm. So the three of them went to the concert, and it was said that Emma was very flirty with other guys. Um, and there was somewhere that read that she might have actually hooked up with another guy, mm-hmm. there was alcohol involved, drugs involved. That tends kind to happen. It's a crazy party is what it sounds well, like. Well, that's
0: because it was a horror core show. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, Not to make assumptions, I, All I'm saying is it sounds like craziness happens there. After party party. If I find out the horrorcore is just like some classical music covered up, I'm going to be real mad at myself <laughs> and at... You're going to be like, disclaimer, I was incorrect about everything. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. And so was Destiny. I mean, like what you like, but also there's other... I I love Lil Wayne, and I've been to a concert of Lil Wayne, and it's the same. <laughs> there's a lot of... Oh, there's there's like, a lot of weed. That's all I know. There's, there's a lot of, right. of yeah, there's a lot of crazy things going on. So uh, Even before it was legal. I need it to be known that that is not the only music I like. I'm just using it as an example. That she goes almost like, me like a <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> that is
1: one of his greatest songs. A tals. millie, a millie. Oh, God. Dude, I love Little Wayne. Yeah. Don't get me started.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think I listened to in high school? Exactly. Also, that was high school. I don't listen to it now. Exactly. She's 16. She likes weird stuff. I'm almost 30, so I can judge her like I'm the mom that I am. <laughs> Oh, I hate that I just said all of that, but it's fine. <laughs> Let's, okay. Let's hear the rest of this.
1: Um, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> so
1: then, so they ended up, this party is all wild and whatever. So they end up going back to her house, and Richard actually found some text messages on her phone um, to other people, other not-hims, mm-hmm. um, that made it obvious that their relationship was not exclusive, when he definitely thought it was. Not good. So the night of September fourteenth, two thousand nine, Deborah, Melanie, and Emma—they all went to bed. When Richard decided he couldn't handle the way that his relationship with Anna, Emma, Emma, Emma was ending, so in anger that evening, he took a maul, which is basically a sledge, a very heavy sledgehammer. Glad you answered um, that before I asked it. <laughs> and killed Melanie, who was sleeping on the couch. So started bludgeoning her in the head, and not Emma. Followed by Deborah who uh-huh. was sleeping in her bedroom upstairs, so same, like, bludgeoning oh, no. her in the head, um, which Deborah is the mom, uh-huh. and then Richard returned to the main floor and killed Emma oh, in her no. bedroom, and it was just, like, very vicious beating of the head. Oh, God. Ugh. So. All right. Yes, so there we are. So a few days passed um, after the murders took place, and multiple calls from, um the parents of melanie yeah
0: she melanie was
1: 18 okay so she was a couple years older but her parents were still very involved in her life like hello where Um, is she and melanie's parents called emma's father because they couldn't because they're out of state right and they couldn't get a hold of their daughter or anything like that so emma's dad hadn't gotten a hold because they're estranged so they're not together right now so emma's father goes to the house greeted by richard is mauled makes sense hate it We don't like him.
0: No. We don't like what's happening. So he killed the reverend. Oh. Asshole. Well, you're going straight to hell for Um, sure. He was going straight to hell for all of the other people that he killed first, I should probably. Yeah. if you believe
1: that. So then Melanie, so Melanie's mom had tried to call the house multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, And then basically in the few times, so even after he went and checked, she continued to call the house. Um, because she obviously didn't hear back from
0: emma's dad Mm -hmm. so she tried to call the house um, gosh yeah the person they sent there to make sure everyone is okay gets killed when he goes there so there's no word if anyone's okay exactly so she
1: had been calling the house and continued to after um he killed him Uh um but richard had answered a couple times giving like different oh. scenarios of what had been happening was like He's, oh we're fine yeah they're just not able to come to the phone every time
0: oh that's where he messed up I mean not that <laughs> I condone or should help with that but I feel like that's dumb that's very
1: <laughs> dumb like don't answer the phone
0: he went he went crazy went bananas and then didn't I mean it was not premeditated he just went wild exactly. and then I was like shoot um, I'll just make up some stories yeah so
1: <laughs> he so Melanie's Mom is obviously growing concerned. She's like, What? Where the fuck is my daughter? Mm-hmm. And why are you telling me different things every time I call? Yeah, no. So Melanie's mom decided to call the cops. Good. I was just about to ask why she didn't do that yet, but okay. she decided to. So the cops went to the house to do a welfare check when Richard answered the door and he simply said the girls had gone to the movies. Okay. The cops took that answer and left.
0: No! What about is he covered in blood? Does he have new clothes on? Was he naked? So the thing. That is
1: wild to me is that they said that from that night, so September 14th, that he did not shower, he did not change his clothes, he was in the exact same outfit. And the cops were like, You look fine, it's fine. You look fine. It doesn't smell like rotting corpses in the freaking house. (laughs) So, that being said, Melanie's parents, uh, were like, so they touch base with the cops again, and they're like, they're at the movies. And they were like, no, 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 no. You need to go back to that house. And so they did. So they oh, went back. Good. And this time no one answered. And the officers found the bodies of Deborah, Melanie, Mark, and Emma.
0: Oh, wait. So no one answered so they just went in.
1: I'm assuming okay. I don't know exactly how that I mean, process yeah, went, I guess but if there's I mean, a welfare check, it's very I'm sure probably they were like we sent a grown we'll adult around. there and
0: yeah. that grown adult is no longer contactable. Yeah. <laughs> like there's people that are not just children who are out doing crazy stuff. There are grown adults. I'm sure that's probably the Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm not sure exactly like yeah, but yeah. something I mean, like that where they were but... like I mean, maybe they peeked at windows. Maybe they're like, let's see what we can see. Uh-huh. Or maybe they're like, fuck this. We need
0: to literally, literally there was check like on some this. weird noises. Yeah. Or knows? maybe they were just a little
1: kind of weirded out at first, but then
0: they were like, they maybe to go back. he did seem kind of bloody. Let's go back.
1: Maybe he smelt very bad. Yeah. So at this time, Richard was gone, obviously, because he had stolen Mark's car. Oh, car, gotcha. And he actually wrecked it like
0: minutes after he stole it because um, he went cray cray. And wasn't in his right mind, probably. Yeah, and was just like,
1: I need to get away. And then uh-huh. he got a car, and then he tried to get away, and they didn't.
0: Yeah, so it just he... goes to show how out of his mind he was.
1: Yes. So he got a ticket actually for driving without a license, but officers at that point didn't know what was going on.
0: And so... he's still not showered. No one's like, you don't look like you've killed Dude. four people with right them all.
1: But then there was um he got a car he got a ride from a truck driver who said that Richard literally this is a quote he stunk like the devil. Oh oh
0: god that's the worst description of a uh, smell anything I've ever heard. He and stunk like the devil. Oh no, which you know is just like that. Just corpse of all of the things that could be said, and there's already like. the horror kind of stuff like yeah there's that element to it yeah the reverend that element to it and then the guy saying he smelled like the devil like they couldn't have said anything more scary about this yeah yeah (laughs) so then um
1: richard and i don't know if he said his name during this but he called the police and admitted or like oh like confessed confessed yeah like while he's with the like, in between getting a ride from the truck driver and the car accident. Okay. Um, but... So then... But he ends up going to the airport. Okay. So he's, like, asleep at the baggage claim area of the airport, but he was getting ready to go back to California. Oh. Um, and he
0: was arrested on oh, September Oh, so he was just gonna go home. Like, he was just going through the motions. Yeah, okay. like, did you really think that you were gonna get away with this? Yeah, you dummy. It's called online. We have a trail now. Uh-huh. I wonder if he slept in those three days. Or if he was just... So out of like his mind, high, high he, on his brain. Uh huh. That he—that's why he wrecked a car, got into a car with a rent like how did he get a ride from a truck driver I mean, oh you could this easily i know but like the series of I, events yeah. just seems it seems too much like a real scary movie i hate honestly it.
1: well this reminds me a lot of that one case that i did where the guy killed his girlfriend's whole family oh <gasps> yeah whatever, and, and then, they then they just kept in opening the, house. the door and was like no we're fine no it's okay everybody's uh-huh. sick close the door Ugh, no yeah. everybody's not sick it was charles Stark- Starkweather. weather uh-huh, uh-huh that one was insane Oh, that's super mm, similar. I'm just, I'm, yeah, that's weird. Hate I, it. I just put it together, but. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. Um, So after looking, so he was arrested, obviously. Okay. Good, good. Um, And after looking to Richard, they found out that he had been part of a satanic cult that idolized American serial killer David Borkowitz. Oh.
0: It a. is a. very. The son of Sam. Mm-hmm. It is. Very, very interesting, well, yeah, that's probably why he was Sam. I mean, it, it probably was well, his his psycho Sam. Samuel, yeah, so it just but, kind of goes together, yes, but um, we are both doing occult related situations today, so and, hang on to your pants, people. Precursor. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, so his rapper persona explained in detail in his raps about the voices he had in his head, urging him to kill. He bragged about um defiling graves, oh, uh, yeah awful um, and some of the videos that he was actually in involved killing a priest or rabbi uh the pope and showing a, the extent of killing a clergyman and masturbating on him
0: like like these were videos that but he they, was like in with this his is my rap video from the
1: cold, like uh-huh the satanic cult that he was in they were like ah, uh and then crazy things happening so okay. yeah i don't think you're gonna like horrorcore
0: uh nope sounds like i already hate it so sorry guys so
1: so still might go home and but i don't think i'm actually
0: sorry so yeah i'm not sorry about whatever you just described that's all i know i'm not sorry about not being into that
1: (laughs) um so there was also like in the videos women committing suicide overall overall it was just like all very heinous yeah disgusting dark 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 um and like in my opinion like they because people described him as like being the sweet innocent kid and i'm like this could
0: have a lot more going on in his brain uh-huh
1: like they was... almost
0: like a jekyll and hyde situation where he, yeah. if she saw him as being like like whenever he loved people or liked people he probably showed them like his sister uh-huh and his mom and this girlfriend mm-hmm. these are all oh these are all people he respects but then it doesn't sound like he has much respect for anything else no but or if you do him dirty he will, he will literally will... kill you yes yeah, he will psycho-sam you i ah, hate it so that's please awful. don't put
1: me in your phone to Sam, that's all I'm trying to say.
0: I apologize for making that joke now. Yeah, and I mean, just
1: being in the houses with the rotting corpses for multiple days. Yeah. So overall, this guy was obviously very deranged in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up being charged with four counts of capital murder. Um, and he was facing the death penalty. But ultimately, he just got life in prison. Yeah. Did he, like, plead guilty? He pleaded guilty something? to... Mm-hmm. I. So what, he pleaded guilty to two... Charges of capital murder and two charges of first-degree murder.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's wowzers.
1: Yeah, it But the like... fact that. I mean, he honestly, I'm surprised he didn't get the death penalty.
0: Right. I Just mean, the
1: violence. Yeah, the I think crimes. there's
0: like a certain type of like a certain amount of time that they have in some cases that if they plead, if they do a certain plead. Then they don't. Then it's like off the table. Yeah. So I think it depends on. I wonder if
1: it's like if it's under a certain amount of victims. I'm just curious. I too. learned a
0: little bit about it from this case, so I might, I might I might bring it up a little bit. Yeah, from my case that I'm doing, I might try and bring it up a little bit that he basically, yeah, there's there's like a time frame that lawyers can be like, okay, okay, plead this way or plead not this way. Like the lawyers just instruct you on everything because they know what's going on. They're so like, we got you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah,
0: my. it sounds like people are pleading a certain way because they know what they're doing, but really it's literally a lawyer going, now do this. So yeah. they go, okay, I do they're that.
1: Like, this is this is how you get least amount of time or least amount of
0: repercussions. Yeah, and in this case,
1: repercussions.
0: he killed him with a hammer. I mean, it's not like they're, it, he, that's cold blood. That yeah, is that's, in... it's
1: not like it was in some no. kind of accident. Those are brutal. And you stayed in the house with them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. It's wild. So, um, that, this is a, uh, for anyone who's grossed out now, tune out and don't tune back in for my part. Because it's about to get worse. It's about to get worse. Um,
1: real quick, I'll just go through my sources. So, um, richmond.com, ranker.com, murderpedia.com, wikipedia.com, you know, some of the usuals. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what you have to say.
0: All right.
1: Okay, so that was obviously my horror core. Horror Sorry. core.
0: <laughs> um, what are you going to be talking about this week? Okay. So, first off, this was recommended um, to me by one of my friends named Christy, who um, sent this to me. And I had never heard of it before. So, I was like, oh, okay, absolutely. I will cover a case. I've, I've never heard of this person before. However, um, I will say I probably wouldn't have covered this case on, a, on my own choice. Because it is very heavy, and it, I, like, it's a, it's got some Jeffrey Dahmer feel to it, and okay. I, I won't cover Jeffrey Dahmer. This guy's worse. I did. Do- oh, my God. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so,
1: this guy's worse. I will need to watch Gilmore Girls after this.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. For um, eternity. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, so... I'm going to be covering uh, the Robert Burdella, also known as the Kansas City Butcher. Um, okay. Yeah. So just uh, I almost just said hold on to your butts, and I've been that's like my saying that I always say hold on to your butts. But the, the other day, real
1: imp- inappropriate.
0: Well, the other day I heard Lincoln say, "Hold on to my butt cheeks." <laughs> oh no! And I was like, "Crap!" So I've been trying to say hold on to your pants. But you need to change it a little. I mean, he literally will grab on. And I'm like, it's just a figure of speech. But Travis is also really bad with expressions. And so Lincoln is there. He is just like his dad, the most literal person ever. And if I say, whoa, it's going to be wild. Hold on to your butts. He just grabs his butt. Now he says, hold on to my butt cheeks. (laughs) So I'm like, So anyways, hold on to your butt cheeks because we're going to go out. <laughs> so before I get into the story, um, the sources are Murderpedia, Wikipedia, as always, they're the most helpful. And then I also listened to the podcast uh, Generation Y. Uh, they apparently had done a coverage of this the first time, like a few years ago, and then they recovered it um, in 2017. Okay. I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast. Huh. Gener- I hadn't. Um, I've people always recommend it to me they somehow do a very relaxing uh distribution of crime it's two dudes that just talk monotone the entire time but the information they give you is great they kind of keep their opinion out of it but they're both just kind of talking like this the whole time and they're giving and i'm like an hour into it like what if i I just it 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 was (laughs) the best way to yeah it was the best way to receive awful information that's what i'll say i have to check it out. Yeah. Um, G- Generation Y is... Uh, so they also, they mentioned in their show that they did it before and then they re... They like took that, they removed that episode and then recovered it because they felt like they needed to redo it. And I'm going to say, I'm doing a very generalized version of this case for two reasons. There's a lot to it, mm-hmm. as always. I always get recommended cases that I feel like I'm like, oh God, You're there's like, so much. I should do a podcast on this. Yes. Ways and um also there's a lot that i didn't even feel comfortable enough talking about myself um so if there's i if you're mad at me that i left some information out anyone that knows this case and likes this case i'm not sorry (laughs) i'm still going to it's gonna get gruesome there's i will give trigger warnings for some of the stuff just because this was a recommendation and so here we go okay At first I was like, why haven't I heard of this dude? And then it was clear that um, it was going on almost around the, like, kind of back-to-back with Jeffrey Dahmer. So this happened during the same time, and Dahmer kind of, they took off with him in the media. Mm -hmm. And for whatever, I I think, honestly, because this happened in Kansas City, the media coverage wasn't huge there. There was a lot of crime for, like, per capita they were, like, number five in the nation at the time. Oh, wow. So, for whatever reason, this didn't get picked up. And my personal, I think they wanted to leave some of the details out. Not that, this is obviously not to, like, compare crimes. Yeah. Which I don't want it to be, that's what I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not, com- everything that, that Jeffrey Dahmer stands for is awful. Yeah. Um, this guy just also did some other things to his, okay. So, Robert Burdella Jr. grew up in a Midwestern town similar to Kansas City, called oh I should have helped myself out here Cuyahoga Falls Cuyahoga ah Cuyahoga Falls <laughs> Ohio where Berdella was born um, and it's a quiet suburb of Cleveland so there's that Burdeller Berdeller yikes Robert who I will now refer to as Bob uh, was a quiet boy who was merely a teenager when his father died suddenly of a heart attack at age 39 so he his dad died young um but he was uh his mom and him and whoever else in his life was very into the catholic church okay um however he turned to the church when his dad died kind of for support and i don't think he was able to find it the support that he thought the church would bring him so i think we'll say this is me as a well-educated psychologist (laughs) stating (laughs) that i'm pretty sure he got mad at the church and therefore took his anger out at what they represented okay eventually um, but he is still kind of known for he just kind of started partying and that kind of stuff and um, he, he would eventually claim that this interest in diverse religious and occult groups um, including and not limited to Satanism is mm-hmm. kind of what led him towards some things in his life um, oh I also forgot to state that he was born at January 31st 1949 for anyone who cares i mean it puts a good time frame on there but yeah okay so back yeah. to satanism yeah so he starts to kind of lean towards satanism and then um he gets enrolled into the kansas city art institute in 1967 um and during this time i was gonna leave the, this is this information is the next information i'm gonna say is straight from wikipedia and i was gonna leave it out and then i'm like wait no this will for sure play into this he was convicted a uh he was convicted, but received a suspended sentence for selling an- amphetamines. Amphetamines. That word is rough. <laughs> he was later arrested for possession of LSD and marijuana, but the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. I'm only putting this in here again because... Suspended yeah. sentence. Yeah. So, he just was doing the drug stuff in school like... Just dappling. You know, some other maybe. people were. And more maybe more like dealing, so... Um, the dealing part of it is where I'm like, hmm. So anyways, in 1969, he bought a home um, in, it's, the address is 4315 Charlotte. That does kind of come back into play. And eventually opened his own store called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. Okay. And this was I, would, in... I don't know if I'd go in there. Uh-huh. So in Kansas City, Bob's Bazaar was exactly as it sounds. It's a novelty shop in Westport Flea Market, full of the strangest things he collected and sold as art. Is there examples? Uh huh. Kind of. Um, they catered to his occult tastes. Okay. Um, and the a business cards that he carried for his shop stated that he had poison in his head. Oh my God. So. Examples, I didn't put any examples, but yes, there was like, like, uh, you know, have you ever heard of the, the murder, the Museum of Murder? Okay, I think yeah. it was his own version of the Museum of Murder. Like, oh, oh is this creepy out? Cool, I'll buy it and sell it here. And in his brain, a lot of it too, whenever he's like, the other thing that he does eventually is he gives very detailed information later on when it's needed. Um... He, like, explains things very well. He is, he thinks a lot of it is funny sometimes. Like, uh. some of it is humorous to him. Um, Not necessarily what he does later on, but I think what he's selling and stuff, some of it's kind of like, he has his, he calls it his own sick sense of humor, and gotcha. some of it is, he thinks it's, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, now we've established he's also weird, which... I also have a sick sense of humor, and I also refer to myself as kind of weird, but I don't. Not to the extent, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Of so. Bob Bazaar. Any Hoozles. In the community, he was known for. Like, he was actually kind of well known in the community, if we will, in his little. Um, not like a pillar of society, but um, he would like party out and about and yeah. help friends, and um, in the Hyde Park. He also helped i don't know further details about this but he helped establish a community crime watch program so interesting that is interesting like Uh that's gonna be very interesting later Mm -hmm. um and then he was also into giving like unemployed men he had I, i don't know this for sure but he had things around his house and his property that could use help and so he was always like giving them odd jobs and paying them interesting it's just part of what he liked to do i guess so, yeah, he liked going out. He liked doing um, kind of partying, that kind of thing. And so people knew him, I guess. And though everyone he worked with or hung around knew he was kind of an odd dude, um, his strange behavior, f- pretty much from everyone around him, was written off, is mm-hmm. what we'll say. Um, they basically thought that he was being weird to promote his weird shop, kind of. Yeah, like yeah. They're playing like playing an the- act. Part. Yes, playing the part. And I think they knew he was weird, but then part of the time he was also playing weird that is until the afternoon of april 2nd 1988. now there's some mixed information about who discovers this next part of the story in generation y's generation y had the most detailed version of this story and so i don't necessarily know where all of their um a lot of their sources are from, like, journal- journalism and stuff from mm-hmm. the area. Also, I believe one of the guys is from Kansas City. Oh, okay. So, like, he probably William Yeah. Think. So, um, some places say that a neighbor um, discovered this next part of the story or that it was a delivery person. Either way, I imagine it was alarming and life-changing event for everyone that was involved, um, to say the least. So on April 22nd, 1988, a person who was outside on the street that Bob lived on sees a naked man hiding on a porch. The man is wearing nothing except for a dog collar. Okay. And he's obviously very hurt. Hiding. Oh. Mm-hmm. The man is 22-year-old Chris Bryson. He is eventually he eventually explains that he was just trying to get help, but he was also it was clear that he was like trying to hide but also get help, that he had just been held captive for five days in a house of forty three fifteen Charlotte Street. Okay. And that he escaped by jumping out of the second story window. Jesus. He goes on to tell that while being held captive, he endured some of the most unimaginable torture of, in my opinion, all time. But I know that it gets worse. Okay. So, when police are eventually, um, or initially called for help, I think that they were first trying to determine, in most, in, like, all of the different ways that I'm reading this, it kind of sounded like that they were like, so is it like a lover's quarrel? Yeah. Like, they didn't, and... He's like a scrawny 22-year-old young, and he is also at first not necessarily being honest about, because he is a sex worker, and he he yeah. wants them to take him serious. So he's yeah. like, I just got a ride from a guy, and this is where, this is what happened. They're like, we need to know, like,
1: what's mm-hmm. going on. So you know?
0: at first they're like, we're not really sure what to believe. I'm sure that's kind of how it went out first. Um That, and again, Chris Bryson was a known drug user as well as a sex worker, and he didn't, he, at first, he didn't give that information out to them just so that they would take him serious, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think based off of his appearance alone, they first needed to establish that he wasn't just a drug user who had potentially just lost his mind temporarily or something like that. So. When police were still at Bob's home and taking statements from Chris Bryson, a neighbor actually called Bob to tell him that the police were at his house. So, Bob came home. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, what, he what? However, even though he came home, um, right off the bat, he wasn't super forthcoming with a lot of or any information about the events that had taken place in his home. So now, it was up to the police to establish which of these men was kind of telling the truth, and it became kind of obvious that that in order for the detectives to kind of, as I go on with the story, and you're going to hear about what happened more, um, the detectives had 20 hours, according to the laws of Missouri, to determine what charges they would be able to hold him on. And also, it was Easter weekend. (laughs) So, like, a lot of their resources were out. Yeah, yeah. So, as you can imagine, this was not going to be easy to or to go through, especially since as mentioned, it was Easter weekend. Such a time crunch. And they're on a huge time crunch. And so conflicting and probably I'm sure conflicting stories between both men, but yeah. also like mostly this Bob wasn't talking at all. Okay. And then to add insult to injury, but there's absolutely it's understandable to me um chris kind of didn't want to be a part of it either like he wanted to say this is what happened and then he kind of wanted he like but then he's like but like he's like still an addict he's like still needs to go live his life and also he's probably already lived a rough life so up until this point he knows that he just needs to get away from the police like that's just what he wants to do so and this guy and this guy yeah so it's all bad it starts off all bad of course, a first place that they started um, was getting as much information as they could from Chris um, before he would eventually, and I, like I just said, kind of spiral for a while and become harder and harder for the police to reach. However, once they they get details about um, Bordella uh, or what he would do to his victims, I I think that that's where it made it a little bit more sense as to why Chris was so mentally damaged. Mm -hmm. I think once they start getting information, they're like, okay, it's fine, buddy. Yeah. Kind of thing. So uh, Bryson, this is, I think this is Bob's version of the story, but I think that Bryson um, or Chris cooperates quite a bit of this. Okay. Okay. Eventually at some point. I just don't know the, when he cooperates this, but I know it's time crunch. So... Bryson encountered um, Bob late one evening uh, around the Greyhound bus station in Kansas City. So is Bryson someone new? No, no. That's his last name. Sorry. Um, Chris Bryson is his okay. name. And I I go back and forth in here, and I don't know why I did this. But Chris encountered Bob late one evening. Um, he's down at the Greyhound station probably we'll just assume he was doing what he needed to do and he was working he potentially and he met bob and bob suggested that they go to his house and um chris seemed to be okay with that idea like he was like okay we'll go and hang out that's fine um maybe i'll get some money out of it maybe i won't maybe i'll have a place to stay tonight instead of wherever he was sleeping at the time after they hung out all night Bob suggested that they should go... I, d- I think that they were, like, hanging out not at his house for a while. Okay. And then they got to his house, and when they got to his house, he was like, all right, listen, we when we get here, we have to go upstairs. I have two really loud, really unfriendly chows, and um, they're, like, super-duper mean. We have to go upstairs. If you go downstairs, they'll just bark you. It won't be any fun. It'll just be my dogs barking, and mm-hmm. they're mean. I... Two things. I have a barky dog right now. I know that barky dogs can ruin the fun. However, I also, as a child, my dad had two chows. My stepdad had two chows in our house. And they, (laughs) I was never the um, targeted child. (laughs) However, I can confirm my sister Gabby got bit like, four or five. She was a terror of a little curl. So, oh, I mean, we kind of both were, but she was like crazy and wild and she was all over the place and my chow bit her in the stomach one time. Oh, bit her God. like. But it was all, she provoked it all. She always provoked. But what I can say is that, um, oh, also one always walked into the back door was like blind. It was so funny. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, um, sh- they were fine. Um, he was mean. They were rescued dogs. So they came to us. They were oh, very nice. Job. But what I can say is I can confirm that if they were really mean, he even as not saying that like he was lying about having mean dogs. If he was bringing strangers in and they saw them, they're like giant floof balls and they're angry looking. Like I'd be like, yeah, no, let's go upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, sure thing. Upstairs.
1: That sounds great. Yeah, so
0: I think it wasn't very hard to convince people. Like, see, I told you, and they're and they're huge and they're, but they're also so cute. Okay, so they go to his house and they start walking up the stairs to avoid the dogs. This is where Chris says he was then hit on the head with a hard object. And then he also felt, and this is from um, the Generation Y podcast, says that he also mentions that he feels a sharp sting in the back of his neck. We can assume. Like a needle? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was kind of what what I assumed is the first (laughs) of many sedatives that he's about to receive. Um, over the course of five days. Now, instead of going into all of the details, I'm honestly just kind of, I'm literally sparing myself from having to depict everything out loud. I'm going to do more of a brief summary of what police eventually discovered that Bob was doing to his victims from what they call a journal. But the journal is mostly like erratic papers that he has all over the place for two things. He's keeping track of medical, um, when he's administering oh, okay. medicine. But he also has papers of, like, acronyms on them. And the acronyms will say, like, C for cucumber, F oh, God. for fist. Sometimes it'll C and an F. Or it'll say, like, different objects are Jesus. are with an acronym. Uh-huh. And so um, it wasn't so much that he was, like, putting – essentially – what they were that's how they confirmed like everything that he was doing is that he would say he would later detail he it he was keeping
1: his own basic
0: journal, journal of exactly what was what he was doing yes disgusting for yes for two reasons i think okay so as i said the letters he also had acronyms for the sedatives he would administer as well as he was also administering antibiotics so and i think In most of this, at first, it was like he was going to try and play. Or when this eventually all pans out, I think that they were going to try and say that he cared about his victims because he was giving them antibiotics. But. Obviously, if for anyone who believes the way that I think, he was just trying to keep them alive longer so he could keep torturing them longer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, also on Generation Y is they state that he had actually been telling the vet that his dogs were really sick or that they always needed sedatives because they're so mean and grumpy. Oh. That's how he was able to have all of these antibiotics and sedatives. Like, he had way a lot of sedatives. And then he uses some other stuff. Um And, um, that's why I mentioned in high school or in college when he was like, he was the drug dealer. He was already, I think he had this weird thing for, I mean, obviously he had this weird thing for drugs, but, um, I think it just kicked off from a young age. Yeah. So, um, okay. So they would find a multitude of letters combined together for what he was doing to each victim as well as, um, when he would administer the drugs. Okay. Said that already. For Chris, he was able to kind of corroborate the timeline events on his own words because he, because Bob had been writing them down on paper as well. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how that worked out. Um, as soon as they kind of got this information from Chris, as I mentioned, he kind of just gets the heck out of Dodge. He's like, here's what I can tell you. Yeah, he's like, here's all the
1: information and I'm out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Trigger warning. Here's a few of the details of the events that Chris experienced. These events are as brutal as hell, and he obviously lived, so he's not even, I mean, he... To the extent of... Maybe. I mean, yeah. Okay. Bob beat Bryce, or I'm sorry, I kept putting Bordella, beat Bryson with, but it's Bob beat Chris with an iron club and injected various parts of his body with animal tranquilizers and antibiotics. Berdella shocked Bryson with an electrical current by attaching alligator clips to different parts of his body, usually his testicles. Oh my god. He sodomized Bryson on numerous occasions, sometimes demanding sex from him while he was incapacitated. I mean, like, not obviously, but that's what I'm, you know, he's just torturing him. Yeah. And, um, you know, while he would be super incapacitated, he would then... um, tell him that he wanted to have anal sex. And so then Bob injected Drano into his throat next to his windpipe, telling him if he continued to call out, he would lose his voice entirely. He also jabbed swabs into his eyes with chemicals that they, some sort of, um, uh, some sort of alcohol on them so that he couldn't really see. Yeah. Um, like a temporary blinding. uh Uh-huh. And so, Yes. Another thing that he... I, I'm, I'll bring it up eventually. There's other... There's more. Where I'm not done with the... Uh, okay. But Bryson was... Chris Bryson was tied to... With several ropes. Um, like, essentially, over the course of time, he is tied to the same bed upstairs mm-hmm. in this room. And um, first, his hands are behind his back for the most part. But over this really short period of time, Bob and him establish some relationship that I don't think that Bob had established with his other victims yes there were others um but eventually he's able to kind of get him to say can you can you can you tie my hand over here yeah. this hands falling asleep can you tie my hand over here this hands falling asleep so also during this time um the the fu- the final four basketball situation playoffs okay yeah, it's going on yeah <laughs> sorry sports i don't know <laughs> but while so while he's tied to the bed he says the final four is on bob's about to leave and he says can i watch it and so he was like sure um so he lets him kind of watch basically but yeah. Um, before he left, um, he had also been showing Chris pictures of men who had been in the position he was before. Um, and if he didn't cooperate, he would tell him, um, they're dead now and the dogs have eaten them. So don't F up because they'll eat you. Yeah,
1: don't fuck with me or you're going to end up like the rest of them. Yeah. Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah. So on the day of his escape... Uh, Chris did not know for sure that uh, Bob was actually gone. He just knew that he um, told Chris that he was leaving to go run some errands. And prior to this day, when he would leave, he would just turn the the TV up super-duper loud that was in that room. A, so nobody could hear him if he decided to yell. Yeah. But he also had stuff in his throat, so he couldn't really yell. Yeah. But B so that he couldn't hear like where bob was leaving out of or when he was leaving or when he got back mostly it was so that he didn't know what was going on outside of the room but again final four is on and he's or i mean basketball's on can i please watch it and he says yes um i'll let you watch it whatever relationship is established at this point um so he waits for a long time to make sure that bob is gone Um, because Chris had been cooperating, as mentioned, he allowed him to hold the remote for the television between his knees, and then while his, um, while still bound, I think this is when he was like, can you please tie my hands in the front? Please just tie them in the front. This one's fallen asleep. And so he does, and he ties his hands in the front, and, um, the, you know, like I said, the TV would be super loud, but he, um, The remote
1: was in between his legs, though.
0: So he he got to have control of the... I guess somehow he was able to... Okay. He lowered the volume of the television to determine whether or not Bob was gone, waited for a super-duper long time, and then um, he quickly started loosening the ropes. And then... Another thing that I forgot to mention at the top of this, or the beginning of this, was that uh, he was giving him cigarettes, like he would, as like a treat, if he would act good or take things, he would give okay. him, he would give him cigarettes as like rewarding. a treat. Yes, he was rewarding his victim. Uh, that was his way of doing so. But this time he left the matches on the bed on accident, and that was like his big mess up, because he, um... Once he finally gets his hands out of the ropes, he uses the matches to burn the rest of the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then, without knowing that he was on the second story floor, he jumps out of the window. And... Dude, I'd jump out of fucking anyway. Absolutely. I could have been five stories. Whoop, that's it for me. Bye. Like, as long as I'm not in this room. <laughs> okay. So, police interviewed neighbors, which led to a search of the property around the house. Um, In the backyard, there were freshly dug holes and in some of uh was like tons of evidence used for torture not necessarily evidence that they were like oh this is used for torture because he was using weird things yeah there was syringes Uh uh-huh yeah syringes there's probably things that
1: were lining up with his crazy journal
0: yeah and there was also things though that like there was, like, bones from animals, jars with bird feathers, things that didn't, like, quite make sense. But, all obvi- like, as Ops we know. Bizarre. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. So, a lot of information about Satanism or some kind of occult religion. Um, and then, of course, eventually they also discovered a human skull with hair and soft tissue still intact. So... God. a note that i learned while researching this is that because they didn't have bodies um and would have to go off of other evidence something that they did and this was on Murderpedia. um i didn't put a t- all of the things that they were doing to try and get information from bob and this is a little bit of a speculation okay this information is real but my my reasoning behind it is my own speculation um But what they did while Bob was in custody because he wasn't like being super cooperative um, they had him reenact some of the photos because the photos that they found in his house some there would be like part of his belly would be in some of them or some of his legs would be in some of them so they were first they were having him pose like he was taking the pictures again and they said um that this was to match some of his body parts in the originals with his own body parts but in the process they were also having him reenact of some of what the victims like they were like literally one of them he was like no i won't redo that when they were like trying to say okay then you then you in this one you're trying to shove something anally into someone and he was like, no, I won't redo that one. And I feel like the reasoning behind this is they were trying to humiliate him. Like, yeah. they were trying to be like, look what you did to these fucking victims, you yeah, piece of sh-. like Do it in front of us. Yeah, do it here. Big man, do it in front of us. Uh-huh. Oh if this is what God. you're going to do, do it. So what? I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's all bad everywhere. Um, so that being said, at uh, at Bob's arraignment in the courtroom of Judge Alvin Randall, Bob shocked everyone by entering a plea of guilty now this is where I whenever you were whenever I'd mention it during your case is that the reason that they did this that he did this is because there was a certain period of time that between somebody filing a certain piece of paper and him filing guilty that because something had not been filed yet his lawyers instructed him if you plead guilty there won't uh, this there you'll only get life the like you won't be able to get the death penalty death penalty is off the table yes that's what I could not figure out the word death penalty <laughs> at the time so yes uh the death penalty is off the table if you can say you're guilty right now so interesting yeah which is i'm like oh my gosh the, the, and also the justice with the system, evidence
1: you're guilty and we know you're guilty yeah, so the justice yeah,
0: system will never make sense to me but yes he you know he was guilty and so he did it to save himself but also i think he it was kind of dumb, and just was like they told me to do this, I'm doing it. So I don't think he did it for any reason except that also in his brain he was like I've been caught. Yeah. I'm just going to just do what I'm supposed to. So, I'll yeah. do what they say. Yeah. So eventually Bob confessed to the murder and torture of six young men between the years of 1984 and 1987.
1: Jesus. No
0: bodies were ever recovered. So did he? So he ended up just admitting to these other bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to eventually say their names too. Um with an uncanny ability to recall detail, as I said before, he could literally he would just would tell a story almost I think especially in this because this is this part of it is told or like when he's telling retelling the stories, this is a court reporter named Emma Ruth Pietro, I didn't see that part of her name. Um she recorded every brutal event Um, and then that's kind of how the story like the full story came out so this totally reminds me of uh, Ted Bundy Mm -hmm. where he's like okay now tell me everything you know in court well in court he was like I'll just tell you what happened and very detailed tells everybody and so granted their version of it is he just had a really good um, uh, had a really good memory and me I'm like he's reliving this is what he's doing he's
1: enjoying this
0: yeah Um, and also he enjoyed the limelight from anyone that was watching was like, it was absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, which is another one of those cases where I think, good God, what would it been like to been a jury in that courtroom, like a jury member in that courtroom, because you'd had to sit through all of that detail. uh. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. Vomit bags for sure. So Bob was promised the death penalty would not be sought if he provided the grisly details of his actions. And so he did. Judge Vincent E. Barker uh, subsequently found Bob Bordella guilty of six counts of murder and then sentenced him to life without parole. Um, Bob's clear victim of choice were obviously men who were generally um, what most would consider like the lower end of their, you know, of life and were either drug addicts or sex workers or both. Uh, The torture I mentioned was just the surface of what he did uh, to those six men, um, it has been said that he even put, and this is, yes, so he also put window caulking in their ears so that they couldn't hear. God. Um, he sodomized them in a numerous ways um, with his own body parts and then with and other things. Vegetables, cucumbers, carrots, because carrots was also mentioned a lot. And then one victim, um, I wish i would have put the name of which victim this was uh but died from a ruptured anal wall after bordella put his arm deep inside of the man and then pulled it out and he bled and then he got infected and so he died oh my god yeah yeah so anyways that's just the surface of the things yeah all of this is to say that in 1992 after writing letters to a minister who had been helping him um that minister is roger coleman he was writing uh, him letters. Roger Coleman was somebody who kind of came in and saw that that Robert was trying to like be a better guy, Ugh, whatever that means for that person. But he was uh, a reverend, and he wanted to try and like help him, guide him through he the rest like, of his Bob, life. you don't have to be so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, Bob, get less bizarre. Um, Bob had been writing Richard, or, I'm sorry, Roger. Um, letters saying i i think that or for whatever reason they stopped giving me my heart medication and and he's like i don't know why they're doing that well bob died in prison of a heart attack and right after that and this is right after his claims were about the um they stopped giving me my medication however his claims were never investigated um nor was his death and he just died you not upset about your no uh, i think that's the main complications i think, I think no one was Um, Before his death, in an attempt to get back on good graces of, it says, it said on Wikipedia, it said of the public, but he was also, again, being, um, like, led by that Reverend Roger Coleman, so maybe it was also to be like, look, God, I'm okay. (sighs) Whatever. Um, He opened a trust fund for his victims' families, um, and this was administered by Roger Coleman, who had stood by him throughout... entire and this is where i put and by stood by him i believe this was more of a counsel who was just trying to guide him to make better choices in jail um and finally del dunmire a millionaire originally from oh my gosh punix 20 pennsylvania I don't know. He was then living in the suburbs of Kansas City, purchased all of Bordella's belongings after his death, including the house on Charlotte Street and the inventory of the home. Um, And Dunmire claimed to have no interest in the items rather than he felt he... Was just interested, and in, he under he literally it says that he understood Burdella. I don't even want to know more yeah, what, that I don't means. Want to know what that means. Uh uh-uh. uh Except that he did later level the house and sold the property surrounding to all the neighbors that were in the area. And because I didn't mention them in the story, I did just take this moment here to um, name the victims. They are Jerry Howell, who is twenty; Robert Sheldon, age eighteen; Mark Wallace, age twenty. James Ferris, age 20, Todd Stoops, age 21, Larry Pearson, age 20, and, of course, his only living victim, Chris Bryson, who is 22.
1: Jesus Christ. Surprised.
0: So, that's my case and I hate it. And that was a lot of
1: information. That's why I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit up, sit back and absorb this. I
0: told you I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot,
1: but um I'm also real heebie jeebied by the guy that bought all of his stuff.
0: Yeah, I also in Generation Y podcast, I remember them talking a little bit more about it. I was like at that point though, it was towards obviously towards the end of it. I was so mind effed I was just like, oh, I You're can't. like, I can't absorb anything. No, else. so I, they, I, if, if you would like to hear more about this, I won't judge you because I obviously, they put so much research into this and I purposefully only wanted to just say, here's the case. This is crazy. I hate everyone. Bye. Good night. (laughs) That's just wild. Yeah. So, um, that's that. Um, I hope everyone can sleep tonight now. Because I know I sure won't. Oh, we talked about that, head bashing yeah. in this episode and a lot of We're bad about torture. I uh-huh. yeah. uh, have absolutely nothing good to say now. Heebie-jeebies all the way. Um, Hold on to your butt
1: cheeks. I almost said that and I was like, is that inappropriate? Oh, no! no!
0: It's a little inappropriate. I think I would point out how inappropriate it was. Dang it. I mean, <laughs> let's think about it.
1: <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening, guys. Crime out.